NPR. Back in the fall of 2020, Ron Majuri wanted to donate some of his money to political campaigns. Like it or not, he says, campaigns run on cash. They need money in order to get the message out and to drive votes. Ron lives in Florida. He's an entrepreneur and a Republican. So he went online and found the typical calls to action. Donate. We have to win. We have to save the country. You know, the whole the whole schmeal. And Ron remembers donating a few thousand bucks in one-off contributions to a few political campaigns. But later on, he got an alert from his credit card company saying that these campaigns wanted to charge him more, around $20,000 more. I don't want to say I was upset, but I was definitely uh, concerned that they could do that so easily. Pretty philosophical for $20,000 he's not expecting. Oh, Schmeel. <laughs> This is The Indicator for Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma. And I'm Darian Woods. A recent study finds that some political campaigns have raised millions of dollars from people who didn't even intend to donate that money. It's all thanks to a very subtle design tweak. It's something that we run into all the time in everyday life. So today on the show, we'll talk to the researchers behind that study about the power of something they call dark defaults. And we'll learn what Ron did about that surprise 20 grand credit card charge. Support for NPR and the following message come from Fisher Investments. SVP Judy Abrams shares how their fiduciary duty comes to life while helping clients plan for retirement. As a fiduciary, we must make decisions in our clients' best interest. So we work with them in consultation to be on a glide path so when they want the option to retire, that portfolio is still going to keep working for them at this stage of life. Learn more at FisherInvestments.com. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. The reason that Ron was being charged $20,000 for donations that he did not even remember making is that he didn't see the box. A little pre-checked box on the donation page of these political fundraising websites that essentially said, make my donation a weekly recurring donation. This pre-checked box, this opt-in by default, isn't unique to political fundraising websites. You know, it's all over the internet, and you've probably been caught by some version of it yourself. You know, like you log into a website once, and suddenly you're getting a flood of promotional emails, or you sign up for the free one-week trial of some subscription service, only later to be surprised when you get a bill for the deluxe forever plan. (laughs) Yeah, even smarty pants researchers from Columbia University are not immune to this. I just spend a large part of my day unsubscribing from websites that I'm pretty convinced I never subscribe to. Yeah, I'm right there with Eric. My inbox is a disaster. That's Eric Johnson, a professor of marketing, and Nate Posner, a PhD candidate. Nate says all these are everyday examples of what they call dark defaults. And the idea here is similar to the concept of dark patterns, which we talked about on the show before. 
Dark patterns are these ways of designing websites and apps to essentially trick people into doing something. Dark defaults fall under that same umbrella because there are subtle changes to the default settings on a website. Studying the effects of dark defaults can be difficult when they're used by private companies that don't want to share their data. But political campaigns, by law, have to make donor information publicly available. And that trove of data gave Eric and Nate an idea. They downloaded millions of donor records to understand how dark defaults are used in political fundraising. They wanted to know who was using these and how effective were they. And what we found was that uh, about half of the top Republicans um, had this pre-checked checkbox on their webpage that if you didn't notice it, then your donation would repeat every week. So if a donor pledged $100 on day one, by default they would be opted into donating $100 the next week and the next and the next. Nate says he found this pre-checked box tactic deployed on eight different Republican fundraising websites, some associated with the campaign to re-elect Donald Trump for the Republican National Committee and a few others for Republican Senate candidates. Uh, The Democrats didn't do it to the same degree from what we could see. They might have done it, just wasn't as systematic and we couldn't see it. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as systematic. So for this study, they focused on those Republican fundraising sites. And the first question that they asked was whether presenting donors with a default pre-checked box made a difference in the amount of money that a campaign raised. And the answer was, yes, it does. By making this very subtle tweak, the campaigns raised about $43 million more million than they would have otherwise. That equals about 11% of the total that they raised. That's a very good return on your tweak. Yeah, not a subtle increase in cash. It's a big effect, just a couple of lines of code. And the return, given that, I think is extremely large. It's not the majority of the money that these campaigns raised, but it is tens of millions of dollars in races that are decided by less than that. Let me make a comparison. Imagine someone walked to your campaign and said, I'm going to give you a $43 million gift. That would be a big deal. And by making this small change, they got that $43 million gift, except not from one person, from hundreds of thousands of people. Okay, so this default pre-check box significantly increased the amount of money campaigns took in. But the next question was, how much of this was actually intended by the donors? Defaults work for a lot of different reasons. And so this default likely worked because some people saw it and they thought, oh, maybe I do want to set up weekly recurring donations. Some people thought, oh, this will be more convenient. Um, but then there are, there's probably some subgroup of that people who didn't see it at all. The challenge is knowing which is which. The researchers had records for some 15 million donations. I mean, they could call up donors and ask, did you mean to give all that money? Yeah, and some awkward phone calls, no less. And many phone calls as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So instead, they decided to focus on repeat donors who asked for refunds. Because think about it. Donors asking for their money back suggests that they did not intend to donate all that money in the first place. And it turns out, when fundraising sites made these weekly recurring donations the default, those who got defaulted in requested twice as much money in refunds compared to those who were not. So defaults work lots of ways, but one of the ways they can work is by fooling people. And we think that in this case, some people were fooled. Some people might say, well, the donors should be more careful. But Nate and Eric say that the responsibility should be placed on those collecting the money. I think in general, donors should be 
um, aware of exactly what they're committing to give at the moment that they're doing it. And I think right now there are many ways to make it so donors aren't. So there is a deeper and more fundamental question here, which is many of these people are actually responsible for doing the people's business. They want to have people's trust. And why that doesn't extend to their campaign websites seems to be a bit of a mystery. If you want my trust, don't fool me. And they say one more thing to consider here is that those who tend to get quote-unquote fooled by these dark defaults are small-dollar donors. And maybe they got fooled because they're less experienced with the process of giving, or maybe because the amounts they're giving are just less noticeable when they get charged for them more than once. Of course, our guy in Florida, Ron, who's hit with a $20,000 surprise bill, he wasn't a small-dollar donor, but he does worry about them. Let's say that someone donates $10 a month. They're not even looking at that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a $10 charge on a credit card bill, a lot of people might not even notice that until it's been already many weeks later. Now, Ron obviously was dealing with a much bigger charge, and he did notice. And so what he did next was contact WinRed, which is a Republican fundraising platform. He says they were pretty good about refunding his money quickly. But the whole experience still left a kind of sour taste in his mouth. I thought that it was not the right thing to do. I thought that it was um, unethical. Some policymakers agree. State and federal legislators have proposed banning pre-check boxes on fundraising websites. So I, I would 1,000% support that bill. No one is Bob getting scammed. How's that? I don't care how smart you are or, or what, what you do. or We're all in the same boat. And it's a big boat. Uh, by the way, we reached out to WinRed and the various campaigns highlighted in this study. They did not return our request for comment. This episode was produced by Sam Yellowhorse Kessler and engineered by Neil Rauch. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Kate Cannon edits the show in the Indicator's production of NPR. Hey, I hear you have a birthday coming up. Yeah, you. If you're listening to this, that means you have a birthday coming up eventually. And here at Life Kit, we want it to be a special one. Magic can happen and good luck can happen and serendipity can happen if we're open to it. How to have a good birthday, even if you're not a birthday person. That's on the Life Kit podcast from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com switch. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the NPR Wine Club. Get the world of wine delivered to your door. When you join the NPR Wine Club, you'll receive the stories behind every bottle and favorite NPR shows and personalities arriving in liquid form, like Weekend Edition Cabernet and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me Zinfandel. The NPR Wine Club is a delicious way to support NPR's programming. If you're 21 or older, uncork a special offer at nprwineclub.org podcast.